I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, folks. This is Doug. The episode you're about to hear is unusual. We've never done anything like it before. And while I can't say much without spoiling everything, I want you to know going into this that everything you're about to hear is totally real. I mean, it's fiction, but... It happened this way. It's, it's improvised, like every other episode. The making of this episode is a story for another time. But know that it was recorded in complete darkness, in isolation, and if you've got the means, I'd recommend listening to it the same way. Ghostbusters Resurrection is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. Visit nerdyshow.com slash support to learn about our Patreon, shop through our Amazon links, or give a one-time donation. And if you'd like to open your own Ghostbusters role-playing franchise, head to gbrpg.com. As you may remember, when we last left off, everyone had just gone inside the haunted house on the backlot at Universal Studios. You stepped inside, and it was complete pitch black, and you heard a voice say, welcome home. Yes. And that's that's where we ended it. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to turn these off. Oh, God. So we're going to be in as much in the dark as possible. So you're in the dark. What would you like to do? Don't remember marching order, but I'm going to look around and see if anyone is next to me. Put a hand out to where I think LaForge or Poole would have been. Yeah, if you don't feel anything nearby. You don't hear anything. You can hear your own breathing, but you don't see. Obviously, it's pitch black. You don't. You reach out. You call out. You don't hear them. You don't see them. Okay, I put on my goggles. It's blindingly bright. Like, you can't. It's just white screen. Like, I could use my goggles as, like, a like a flashlight at this point because it's so dark. You're just seeing dark. This is reminding you of the time you were in that hole in the phone booth. I recall that very clearly. After a moment, because there's really not much you can do. Like, you just seeing how empty and, and, and dark it is. You start to hear the distant sound of people chatting, like a small crowd maybe, and maybe a little bit of music. Can I pinpoint a direction that sound is coming from? Or is yeah, it... you can sense that it's coming from a, a certain direction. You can face that direction, and if you want to start walking in that direction, you'll see a little bit of light in the distance, and the more you go towards it, it's going to get a little bit brighter, a little bit brighter, and you're going to sense that you are making some actual progress towards this thing. You finally start to see that it's almost like you're exiting a dark hallway and you're entering a much more brightly lit area you're hearing the sounds of like unmistakably now this is like a a, a party there's music playing and stuff and it sounds kind of nice and as you're entering there's two walls and you you can go between these two walls and you see the light spilling out from this party but on these two walls there's a lot of empty slots and on some of these empty slots they're not empty because there's like a mask on it like a masquerade mask and as you look into the party it's like some kind of masquerade party happening I take a mask. Okay, do you put it on? I carry it with me. So you walk inside, and the full brunt of the music and uh, the, the smells and everything hits you, and everyone's walking around with a mask on, 
and people are chatting and everyone's got a drink in their hand they seem like they're having a great time it seems like you know a good bunch of folks and it's not too long before some of them start to notice you and they're just like hey look at this guy hey all right and like they're kind of getting chatty with you and and just kind of giving you a pat on the back and just like saying hey man you doing all right you got you got a mask you need another you need a different mask you good to go you, you like what's up no no i'm i'm good i'm good it just hurt in my face a little bit i want to take it off for just just a moment kind of rest a like, L- little too tight you know just, okay yeah and let's kind of they're kind of uh leaving like you want you want anything to drink you know we got we got some stuff at the bar you like uh you know you good nah dd i'm good dd all right man all right so what would you like to do? You got this open party in front of you. It, the weird thing is, you don't. You're not really sure if you recognize the space. It just kind of seems not like a like a bar that you've been in. I mean, like you can clearly see a bar. There's one bartender working. Seems like he's struggling to keep up with how many people are there. But you don't notice an exit per se. The um, entrance that I came in through is it still there? Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of nice in here, and there's music playing, and you kind of look around. Do I notice any theming? What anything would give me a hint as to what's being celebrated or? It looks like it's a Halloween party. Okay. But it's like a masquerade Halloween party. There's like some classic masks of old opera masks or like superhero masks. Not like literally like, oh, he has a Captain America mask on. Not like that. But just like the ones that cover your eyes like okay. Robin, you know. Yeah, I'm um, talking about So that. sort of like classic masquerade ball masks. Mm-hmm. But people are some people wearing modern costumes or modern clothing, you know, and just it, it, it seems pretty chill. After a while, uh, someone's going to come up to you and just brush alongside you and they're just like, oh, man, you dressed up as a Ghostbuster. That's pretty cool. Yeah, thanks, man. It was a lot of work to put this together. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's kind of going full swing. Even the bartender has a mask on. You're going to notice him. Like, he keeps looking over at you because you're sort of standing in the corner. You're not really mingling. He just kind of looks nervously over at you every now and then and tries to get back to work, but he's, he's having a hard time keeping up with everything. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I go to the bar. He's kind of looking at you. And he's just like, hey, uh, are you doing okay? I see you're not, you're not wearing your mask. Is, is, is everything okay with you? Yeah, everything's good. I say it's just just a little small. I should have probably grabbed one that was a little bit bigger. Yeah. Can I can I get like, a glass of water or something though? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, sure. And so he'll you know he'll pull out a glass and he'll pour you some water and he'll, he'll like slide over to the bar to you. So listen, I'm 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 kind of falling behind here. You don't happen to like have any bartending experience, do you? Yeah, I dabble a little bit. Okay, could you just could you just help me out for just a little bit? I just I just the simplest things. If you can just sort of just take that end, and if it gets too hectic for you, you can just stop at any time. I just need someone to help me because there's just too many people. There's only one of me, so I just just need some help really, really quick if you don't mind. I'm very suspicious of this, but yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> He'll bring you back, and you're at the back of the bar, and then and some people are like, oh, we got another bartender. It's a, it's not like overwhelmingly crazy, but some people are you know they cheer. And people start asking for really simple things. It's, it's, it's really not that big of a deal. Okay. So you start handing out more drinks, and people are commenting about your costume, you know. People commenting about the fact that, you know, you don't have masks. Is everything okay? And, you know, same old, same old. After you pour a couple drinks, you notice that in the crowd, someone who's getting in line for a drink, is this really attractive girl, but she's not wearing a mask. She's dressed in kind of typical dark gothic Morticia Adams kind of Halloween costume. She's kind of given off a vibe, you know, hmm. and she's making her way through the line and she gets up. After her, the line kind of dissipates, like there's not enough people. So as, as she finally gets up to the front, she just uh, says, hey, um, can you make me something special? Just something different. I, I don't care what it is. Just, just surprise me. Do I have the ingredients to make Falcon Punch? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are the ingredients? Strawberry pucker, 151, and of course, cold Hawaiian punch. Falcon Punch being your magic concoction drink of choice when you're at parties in real life <laughs> yes. and the things that you made members of a cult of fairy toss drink when you were inducted into that yes i'll say um 
you have a knockoff probably Hawaiian punch. You probably don't have a name brand, but I mean, yeah, there's that'll I, suffice. Yeah, <laughs> sure, 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 sure. All right, and while she sees you getting together, you're like, I got just the thing, right? So like, you're gonna start putting it together, and she's while you start making it, she says, just one condition. I want you to make two, so that we can toast at midnight, which is about three minutes from now. Okay. So you make it, and they're getting you're getting ready, and so you're waiting for midnight. She just starts. So, Ghostbuster costume, right? Yeah, yeah, big fan of those guys. She's like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. I mean, um, you know, don't you think that what they do is a little bit, little bit weird though? I mean, like people die. That's kind of like a natural part of life, isn't it? And as a Ghostbuster, they go and like they remove people from like that natural part of existing in this universe. Then they're using like science, which is cool and all, but it's kind of artificial. It's like they're artificially altering like natural things. Well, it's not really like we're removing the souls of the dead. It's like just psychokinetic energy. It's not really they bust the ghost of your grandma. It's not really your grandma that they're busting. You said we. Yeah, sorry. No, um, I'm just it's it's a silly little uh, fan club that that we're part of. You know, we like to. Oh, I think I heard. It. I think I have like a cousin who's in like the little Ghostbuster club. Is you, are you in that? It's more of a like a LARP. You know, role playing. We go out to you know, we go out to the woods and we we pretend. You know, all right. Like <laughs> she's like, all right, that's a little strange, but okay. She's like, there, there's a saying like, the boundaries between life and death are shadowy at best, and even the wisest men cannot say where one and the other begin and end. Would you agree with that? Um, I mean, that's fair enough. You know, all things considered, like no one really knows what happens after we die. So you agree? I'd say yeah. Yeah, I agree. Are you agreeing just because you think that's what I want you to say? Or do you, like, really agree with, like, what I'm really saying? To be fair, I'm just saying that because I think that's what you want me to say. Well, I at least like that you're honest, and that's cool. And uh, with that, you're going to hear people starting to count down that uh, midnight's about to happen. And she's like, oh, all right, it's about to happen. Uh, Yeah, you're not wearing a mask either. So I guess the unmasking thing isn't going to really be applicable to both of us. Three, two, one. Ah, midnight. And then everyone starts to take off their masks, and she's getting ready to toast for you. But as you look around the room, as they're taking off their masks, you're seeing hideous faces. And it's starting to sink in that everyone who's been wearing a mask is already dead. These people are, some of them are long dead. Some of them are violently dead. Some of them are just, uh, like, cold and gray and everything. But they're all thrilled, and they're having a great time and laughing when they're seeing each other's faces. And this woman in front of you, as she raises her glass to you, the contents of her glass turn black. She nods in a toast to you and then takes a sip, sort of looks to you to do the same. Does my drink turn black? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the fact, okay, the fact that you're hesitating, she's kind of looking at you strange. Why is this guy hesitating? And you're going to start to see her. She's dying in front of you. She doesn't act like she's dying. She's just standing there. They're looking at you, but her face starts to shrivel and shrink. And she grows pale, and she's clearly dying. It's like the end of Beetlejuice, right? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> so yeah, it's it's unpleasant to see, but she seems perfectly fine. And she's like, "Are you not here to be part of the party?" I drop the cup and I step back and I say, "No, no, I'm 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 not. I've I think I've changed my mind about this." You're not here for a masquerade, so you're not in costume. No, I'm not. Do I still have my gear? 
<laughs> do I have my gear? Now? <laughs> I should still have my. I still have my my proton pack, right? Yeah. I'll say. I'll say you can reach for it. Sure. I reach for my neutrino wand and I hit the switch. Sure. And with that, you're gonna see her the final bit of life leave her. And when you click on that proton pack, the sound is like a record scratch to the whole party. Everyone was chilling, everybody was having a great time. Everyone just stops. There's no more music, and they just all slowly turn in your direction and they just stare. And they're just they're just looking. They're not advancing, they're not doing anything. But the woman in front of you, who was so attractive before, now is this husk of what once was. Her eyes just roll back black, and you hear another voice comes out. It's not the same voice that was before. My what? Why do you not embrace mortality and shed it like skin? What? <laughs> nah, I'm not down for this. This isn't <laughs> happening. Like, I want out of here. I need to clear a path. You, you, they're, they're all around you. They're not moving. And you're behind a bar. <laughs> you hesitate. But if you refuse death, it does not stop it from happening. I, I sort of tell her, I want out of here. I need to leave now. You have this grand moment of celebration, and you have a choice. Will you control your own inevitable demise, or will you succumb to someone else making the choice for you? I think I'd rather make that choice myself. Can I fire? <laughs> you can try. I hit the button. I'm uh, normally I'd make you roll, but n n nothing nothing happens. <laughs> oh, Michael! <laughs> Pour yourself another drink. If you choose to control your own death, you can be joined with us here. Death is filled with uncertainty on this physical plane. And here, all these people who wandered into this house of death have embraced it. Oh, God. <laughs> She's offering another drink, isn't she? Yeah, but it's pretty clear to you by now that in order to, if you take this drink, you're, you're going to join them, and it would be dead. Like, like real death. But as... The voice had said, that means if you're not going to make the choice, then someone else is going to have to make that choice for you. Oh, no. <laughs> now to start the game, you are in pitch black darkness. Okay, this is creepy. And you heard the voice say, welcome home. And now what would you like to do? I'd say, <laughs> this doesn't look like my home. And, um... Who are you exactly? And what are you doing here? And you get nothing but silence. I guess this much. <laughs> well, I would still I, I still know that my friends are there somewhere. Mm -hmm. I might not might not see them. I might not be able to reach out to them physically, but they're there. They're somewhere around me. Now, 
I'll say that you do hear a sound in the distance. It kind of sounds like waves, like oh, maybe like a like a river, and then you start to hear maybe like the sort of hustle and bustle of a crowd. And if you look, there's a, you're trying to sense where the direction of the sound is coming from. You do see a point of light in the distance. Okay. You start to feel the wind on your face. And you hear more distinctly, it sounds like maybe like a dock, like by some water. And okay. like, like a, there's people moving about, and uh, it sound, sounds very normal. And as you finally step into the light, you find yourself outside. It's nighttime. It's late at night, but you are on a dock somewhere in a town, in, like, in, some, in some kind of city, except everything looks really old. It doesn't look like modern day it kind of looks like you're like is this the old west what is this like you're not you're not you're really not quite sure and you're looking around and you're on this dock and you see a big steamship and the steamship is like a it's like a side paddle boat you know like the, like a not the kind you'd see at disney world but like it's the steam paddle boat but the, the paddle boat is on the, the paddle part is a big circle that's on the side of the ship uh-huh. two smokestacks they're loading and unloading. They're unloading like what looks like a bunch of crates of like sugar and stuff, and they're loading up men. So it looks like there's some women, but the vast majority of the men that are being loaded up onto the ship are wearing Union soldier outfits from the American Civil War. Mm-hmm. And as you're looking around, you know you look back maybe the way you came. You don't see a tunnel anymore. The thing that you exited, you don't see it. And as you look down at yourself, you're wearing a dress that's period appropriate for that time. I'm going to hand you a photo of the ship that you see, and I just want you to just kind of describe it so everyone can get a good picture of it. Okay. Oh, wow, it's the Sultana. I know that. Do you? Yeah, I know I know about the Sultana. Mm-hmm. And what, so describe, what, what's, what are you seeing? Well, I am seeing a, um, a rather large, was just pretty giant steamboat um, loaded to the rafters with, people upon people upon people. I mean, there's hundreds upon hundreds of people on this boat, uh, front and back. As you are noticing all this, you see there's a gentleman in a Union soldier outfit who's got a leg missing, and he's desperately, with like one crutch, trying to get up the ramp into the ship. This man struggling, and it's this is like late at night. It looks like they're like, come on, hurry up. We got to get on this thing. We got to get a move on. Will you get on already? And this... People are giving this guy a hard time, but he's, he's clearly having a difficult time trying to get up this thing. Mm-hmm. I could help him up that thing, but I know the history of the Sultana. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that this is not uh, this is not like a trip that one wants to go on, as an ever. Are you sure you know that? What's becoming more clear to you is that you're supposed to be on this boat because you're trying to make it back to St. Louis. And this is the boat that's going to St. Louis. You definitely remember that you're supposed to be on this boat. You know, you don't really remember how you got here. Uh, this Union soldier with a missing leg, he falls, and he falls hard this time. He's like, ugh, like they're losing their patience with this guy. He sees you on the dock, and he sees that you're just, you're close by. He says, I'm sorry, miss. Oh, this uh, damn leg is not making things any easier. Well, uh, I guess, I guess I'll help him up. And as you lead him up, the gangplank, you lead him up onto the boat. He says, sorry, ma'am, but I very, very much appreciate you helping me out. And I know it's going to be a tight squeeze, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to make sure that we get in some extra space for you. And he seems really friendly. Seems like he wants us to strike up a conversation. He seem, seems like a pleasant guy. He tells you a little bit about himself. He says that he's originally from West Virginia. 
all the men on this boat were in a Confederate prison camp, and they since the war is over, they've recently been released, and they're all going home. And he's just happy, and he's hoping to enjoy the ride. And a little after midnight, the boat shoves off, and it starts going up the Mississippi River, and it's nice and it's quiet, and he just uh, starts picking your brain, just wants to know more about you, and like, uh, where were you headed? Well, I tell him that I don't have much of a recollection of the past 48 hours. But what I do know is that the name of the boat is very familiar to me and that I have a very, very bad feeling, um, more so than superstition, that something bad is going to happen, that we all need to be off this boat and try to find a different way. Everybody needs to try to find a different way of getting where they're going. He says, "Oh, yeah, no, I, I think I can, I think I can sympathize." Before I lost my leg in battle, I, uh, I remember having a similar feeling. I, was, I, was, I had a lot of fear hit me, and uh, it is hard. And trying to work your way through it, you know, you got, you got a job to do, and even though you're scared, you gotta, gotta do it. And maybe you'll get lucky. Some of my friends weren't, but even though I had it hard, I, I'm still happy with the way things turned out and it's just uh something you got to learn to deal with fear of danger fear of dying i'm like granted however if dying can be avoided then maybe it should be avoided well it's not a choice you you really can avoid it sometimes sometimes it just happens without warning and you don't get you don't get the luxury of deciding when you go I understand that, but I'm saying if somebody, let's say somebody who's potentially from the future, um, could warn you of something potentially bad going to happen, wouldn't you at least take the chance to trust that person on the off chance? Well, I think uh, maybe making someone afraid is a disservice. Warning somebody. You think you can change things, but... Maybe things happen because you attempted to change it. Possible, but I mean not... the na- the nature of danger and death is is unpredictable at best, wouldn't you say? Not in all cases. He's gonna get a little rigid, and he's gonna look at you. He's gonna give you a long, hard stare, and then his eyes are suddenly gonna roll black as he's staring at you, and then he starts speaking with a voice that is not the voice he was using before. No oh, crap. Why do you fear death, Nina? Um, I think it's uh, quite natural. It is perhaps in your nature as a creature of the physical plane to not appreciate the transience of the soul for once death takes you. You have no choice but to submit. I don't know about that. I think we all have a choice in life. And we definitely have a choice of how and uh, sometimes we have a choice of when we're going to die. So um, if I'm already feeling like there's something around me that's kind of, you know, oh, leading towards death, uh, then I think I'm going to get out. What a pity. You are about to witness the worst maritime disaster in this nation's history in but moments. 
Which is, yeah, I, I, I see, I was thinking about what would happen. So um, instead of all gloating, we should all find out, uh, you know, like what we can do about that. Ah, you know the history of this boat? This is a gift, a moment. Oh, those hearts. Like a panicked cacophony, and then ceasing like the dying of stars. An orchestral crescendo, abruptly silencing their resonance, leaving a few trace echoes in the auditorium of the universe. It's ironic, but beautiful, that this magnificent offering to the well of souls, these lives would be forgotten in your history. Because of one singular death that overshadows all of them. Now what would that be? The president of the United States. I'm turning away from the guy and mm. I'm like, okay, you're weird. I need to figure this out. You're basically useless. Is there anything I can I can do to amplify my voice? You are literally surrounded on all sides by other soldiers who are just milling about their business. You're, they're jam-packed onto this boat. You ain't going anywhere. Lifeboats. How are we doing on lifeboats? There are no lifeboats on a steamboat. Uh, shouldn't there be? <laughs> this boat was only meant to carry 300 people down the Mississippi River. Uh, do, you, <laughs> do you think these people in general can swim? Because I think that's the only way oh, to... Oh, it don't matter because when these boilers explode... The explosion is so grand. Embrace it! Three of the four boilers explode, and it rips through the crowded decks that are all around it. Some people go flying into the water. The explosion itself destroys the pilot house of the boat. And so, am I? Am I just? Am I just too late on this whole thing because my, I'm not very good on history? Oh, it had nothing to do with history. You can't. You can't stop this from happening. The now that now that the pilot and the pilot house are done, the the boat is now out of control and it is now just going down the river at a, a skewed angle. The flames are just are, are everywhere. People are burning. People are screaming. and People are being, being thrown into the water. The panic on the decks is so strong. People are freaking out, pushing each other out into the water and and people are burning. They're falling deeper into the, to the hull of the boat and in the panic you are being shoved and pulled and you're kind of, what would, I mean, are you going to try to stay on board this boat or are you going to jump? There's really not, not many other options you have. You have a choice, Megabanks. I do? But only a choice in whether or not you can embrace the fact that when you die, it will simply happen. Okay, so basically, I don't have a choice. That's what I'm saying. Do you want to stay on the boat that's on fire or do you want to jump in the water with the panicking people? Uh, I don't know. I jump into the water. All right. You leap over the railing. <laughs> you jump into the water. All around you, people are splashing and screaming, and they're trying to band together. They're trying to stay afloat, but there's so many people in the water, and they all surround you. They're all trying to huddle together, trying to f- stay afloat, but there's so many people all bunched together. People are climbing on top of other people, and unfortunately, you are getting pushed under, and you are under the water. You're getting kicked, and you're getting further and further from the surface, and you are running out of breath, and it is looking very very bad oh, 
we're going to pick it up right where we left off. <laughs> uh, so you were in okay. the dark. First scan around. Uh, I guess I'll call out Josh. Wall. Anyone but Briggs. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get a response. Okay. I press the flashlight on my... And it's just black. Okay, if I put my hand in front of my face, do I see my hand? Yes. Okay. This is reminding you of the phone booth orb that you went into back in season one. Right, okay. In in terms of... I never actually went into it, so this is... But you remember the descriptions and everything. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's the same sort of experience that you were feeling where it's just dark. You look down, you don't see a floor, you see blackness. You're not falling. You look forward, you look around, you look all sides, just endless black. Okay, and I... I should have paid better attention. I have ecto goggles. Um, yes, you do. Okay, I put those on. Blinding white lights, basically a white screen in front of each eye. Oh god, that's awful. All right, I immediately undo that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when I called out names, did I hear an echo of any kind? No. No, nothing. No echo. As you are kind of turning around, you feel something very quickly you don't really have much time to react but you feel something seemingly bump you from behind like like a weight of maybe a person like that bumped into you okay it bumps into you you get jostled for just a quick moment and then you feel a very sharp pain and then you fade to black wow okay you're unconscious okay you start to come to and you feel you are laying on a cold floor your eyes start to flutter open and there's a little bit of light. You realize that you're in somewhere. It's nighttime wherever you are, but you're in a place with some windows and you feel a really sharp pain, like like a, like the after effect of a pain in your neck. Ooh. And as you start to realize where you are, you recognize you're inside the firehouse. But, huh. all, the, but all the lights are out. Okay. You don't see anyone around. All right. If I pat myself down, do I feel any of my gear? No. Whew. Okay. If I look around in any of the places where we would have gear, do I see anything? You're kind of in the main area where the Ecto would uh, pull in sort of the garage area. Is the car there? No. Okay. It's empty. And it's very quiet. It's kind of eerie. Um, but you smell something. And it actually smells really good. It smells like someone's making food or something. It's, it's hard to tell, but it's, it's something smells great. Okay. And it's further inside the firehouse, like not, not in the garage. Okay. I, uh, I follow the scent then. Mm-hmm. As you get up, you know, you're kind of, you're a little bit woozy, but you know, you're, you're, you're all you, you know, have all your senses. Okay. Um, and you go through, but on the, the fire, firehouses, lights are all out. You can still see, you can still make your way around. You go around like a table and stuff and you're trying to follow this scent of something that smells like some great food. And, and my neck still hurts. Yes. Okay. And you find your way towards the sleeping quarters. And as you open the door into the sleeping quarters, all the lights are out as they've been out. But you see Ralph is actually still there. But Ralph has his back to you, and he's hunched over, and the smell is permeating the entire room. And at this point, he hears you, and he turns, and he's holding the limp body of Felicia Silver as she has two punctured wounds in her neck. Holy fuck. She's barely conscious. She's she's fading in and out of consciousness. And he looks up at you, and Ralph looks healthy. He looks normal. He actually, you know, he actually looks like normal guy now and not the sickly depressed guy that he was before and his fangs are at bear and he's got blood dripping down his chin pretty clear what's happened and right. as and as he looks at you he just says had had to do it had to do it." he's still limited english but he's like had to like had had to had to do it and then he says for you and he holds her limp body towards you 
and you're realizing the pain in your neck is throbbing and the smell is coming from Felicia Silver. Oh no. And it is fantastic. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh man. No, not my uh not my jam, man. Not my <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> what would you like to do? Uh I can tell you what your instincts are telling you. Yes, my instincts are telling me that that I want to accept this offer, I imagine, right? Mhm. Okay. Um, you said that she is not dead. Barely. Okay. And he's kneeling down or standing up holding yeah, her? Yeah, he, he was, he was like sort of like on one knee feeding. Okay. And, uh, at, but now he's going to stand up and hold her with both of his arms. He's going to hold her out to you as she's just sort of laying there in his arms like, uh, like this is perfectly normal. Oh, man. All right. I walk towards him very slowly. Mm-hmm. I guess I hold my arms out to take her from him. Sure. And he, he'll hand her over to you. Now... I'm going to hand you a little flashlight. Okay. Because what I want you to do is to give me a cool roll. Okay. Eight. <laughs> no ghost die. All right. You can turn that off now. You really can't help yourself. As as she's as you're holding her, her eyes flutter and she looks up at you. Paul, please help me. Help me. And your lips just quiver, and you just sink right into that throat. You oh, just, no. And you, you can feel it tearing open. You're peeling it open like a tin can. And you are feeding, and it's warm, and it's sweet, and it's, it's, it's wonderful. And you, you kind of just go feral for a moment, just, just taking this in. And after you've gotten your fill, and it feels fantastic you feel energized and like alive and you can see better and everything, everything, the, the colors and it just everything's, everything's happening all at once. It's, it's hard to take everything in, but you hear the sound of one of the packs kick on and then immediately a shot from a dark matter generator. And Ralph falls to the ground and crumbles into dust. And as you turn back to the doorway where it came from, you see me, Doug, holding a dark matter generator and Tobin's next to me and Tobin looks at you and growls like doesn't like scared and angry and I'm looking at you and I and I just say what what's going on what happened and I'm I'm just completely at a loss oh man ah oh, this is so awful this is so terrible uh that was not my intent when I walked towards her <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened what do you what, so you're standing there you're holding her you're holding her her body what do you want to do i guess i put her body down mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, Tobin's mad at me. It's honestly like he doesn't recognize you. Well, fuck it, man. Um, I, I say, Doug, shoot me. I'm confused that you say that. I'm like squinting, looking at you, and I'm seeing the blood, and I'm getting freaked out, and I'm just like trembling, holding this thing, and I'm like, Ralph attacked, and and now you're here, and uh, where where's everyone else? What happened? Where did everybody go? I. I don't know. Just, you have to make this stop, and we know there's no care. Just... What are you saying? That I... Something happened. I guess I'm... I I, I guess I'm like him. And I I don't want to be like him. At this point, the lifeless body sits up, looks at you with her throat torn open, her eyes roll over black, and she speaks to you in a voice that's not hers at all. (laughs) 
That's kind of uh that's kind of our whole thing is being the opposite of that. Ah, but you understand so little of the nature of death. It is a gift. Most people simply die. But you die and continue to spread the comfort of oblivion. Man, uh, I think I actually get a better look at death than most people in other jobs. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm looking at this and I'm like, "Pool, tell me what's happening. What is ha- what's going on? What is, what is happening right now?" And I'm like, the, the trigger finger is getting itchy, and I'm like, I'm pointing back and forth. I don't know what the hell's going on. Consider your choices. You, I continue to spread sweet death. Or you could let your friend end you here. But either way, you will come to know me. I, uh, I pause for a long moment. And then I take a deep breath and say, I've known you a while, and I've always thought you were a bitch. <laughs> and then I'm going to grab her as roughly as I can and put her in front of me, if possible, between Doug and me, and then tell Doug to shoot us both. I'm still, like, really freaked out. And as soon as you grab her body, the light leaves her eyes. She's a corpse again. And if you hold her, like, shoot, shoot. I'm just like, I can't, like, I, 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 I freeze. Like, I, I can't do this. Like, I know you. And I'm telling you, please do this. I, I need you to do this. You can't. You can't ask me to do it because you're my friend. I can't. Do you know what it would do to me if I have to do this? Do you know what you would make me do? Do you know what I will do to you if you don't? <laughs> <laughs> I just. I like. I have tears in my eyes, and I cock the slide back, and I close my eyes, and I'm weeping, and I just. I just shoot, and that's that's all I can do. And Tobin is like barking and growling, so angry, and you feel. Everything ripped through you, and you fall to the ground, and you can feel yourself dissolving. So you are in the dark. Okay. What would you like to do? I wave in every direction. <laughs> now, uh, you don't hear the other Ghostbusters, but uh, you're waving in dark. You see dark, you're waving in dark. And then I go, mm-bop, mm-bop. I don't know how to do this song, but <laughs> I, I start singing, mm-bop. And, uh, All right, fine. And I it. wave while doing it, and uh-huh. I kind of shimmy. Yeah, nothing happens. Okay. Let's see. Well, uh... You see a light in the distance, very faint, but it's a, it's a point of light in the distance, and the sound seems to be coming from that light, and you start to hear sounds of traffic, maybe, perhaps? It's like a car, and I don't know. It sounds like maybe it's leading outside. I guess I'll head that direction, because there's nothing over here. No one wants to reply with a friendly wave. Mm-hmm. I would sure feel better if somebody just waved back, but, mm-hmm. you know. 
moving in that direction, you, you keep going and you're feeling the wind on your face and the sounds of a city and uh, you find yourself exiting an alleyway. Mm. Like you're kind of inside an alleyway, but you're emerging from an alleyway and you're seeing a city street and then the sound of sirens makes it clear that these aren't standard police sirens or ambulance sirens. These are the European beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. Yeah. And as you look around, you, you're, you're quickly put, putting together that this is London. Hmm. It's the middle of the night. Yeah. And yeah. you're on the sidewalk. Other than the sirens, it seems kind of quiet. As you look down the street, you see that there was a traffic accident. The sirens are from an ambulance that is departing. Okay. They just, you, you saw that they just loaded somebody up and it's departing and they're, they're, they're leaving. There's like fire there, uh, fire truck. Uh, putting out, there's firefighters that are putting out a fire. It looks like a car may have partially caught on fire. This car was like rammed into a pole, and it's looking, it looked pretty bad. And there's uh, cops there, and uh, they're just kind of cleaning up and uh, trying to keep people back. And there's tape and stuff like that. And that's where all the commotion definitely is happening. Well, I guess I should check it out. Yeah, let's do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you stroll right up, some of the police sort of give you a funny look because you know. <laughs> You're a Ghostbuster, and they seem to recognize it. There's like, a Ghostbuster? Uh, no, thank you. Uh, uh, please, uh, uh, there's no paranormal disturbance here, but we appreciate you trying to help out. But best move along. Hmm. I want to give it old scanny scan with my uh, PKE. Whatchamacallit? Yeah, meter. Okay. I'll just say, you don't have to roll for it. I'll just say you pull out the PKE meter and you start looking around. You don't notice anything really out of the ordinary. It just seems like you're just on a street corner, but you're take, getting a better look at the scene here. It's a car. Uh, like I said, it sort of rammed into a pole, but it like was really bad. Like Maybe it rolled over a couple times or something. It looks like it would even caught fire at a point, and it's bad. And uh, you don't see any other cars. And it just looks kind of strange that it would do such a thing. Maybe you're thinking... I don't know, someone on their phone or something? Like, it's, it's like, what, what, like, this is, it just seems like a puzzling accident. And police officer's just like, uh, so no, I, I, I told you thank you, but really, it's, it's, it's quite all right. Do I recognize the car? It's, it's familiar. Something about it seems really familiar. The police officer says, uh, do you need me to co- call you a ride or anything like that? I mean, uh, we've already, uh, taken the woman out of the car and she's, she's on her way to the hospital now. Uh, to be honest, we don't know if she's going to make it. It was, it was quite bad. And it, it's, it's a, it's a real shame, really. Uh, she was actually kind of famous. Wait, what, woman? What? What? Hold on. Yeah, I, I need to go to that hospital. Also, why am I in London? I don't know, sir. Why are you in London? I need I, to go. I'm, to assu- that. I'm assuming you're here to catch ghosts or something. Right. Yeah. So what I do? I need to go to that hospital. Like an hour ago, I need to be there. Why? Uh, I just need to go. It's like really important. But... This is very well. Uh, there's another ambulance. Uh, you can catch a ride with them, and uh, they'll take you there. So. And I need her name. Oh, I think she... I might know who that is. From what I understand, from what the other paramedics told me, she was a famous model. Okay. Um. Yeah. Let me. I, uh, give me the hospital, and I. I, I need right. to go. It's yeah. like this is this is related. This is okay. Ghostbusters business. <laughs> with that, yeah, he'll point you to the direction of the other ambulance that's where, that was getting ready to leave anyway. They say, yeah, load up, we'll, we'll take you. So you, you get in the ambulance and it zooms over to the hospital. And as you get in, you, they're, you know, uh, they're going to point you in the direction of, of where this was. And a doctor uh, starts to speak with you. And because you're asking, obviously, you're asking a lot of questions and trying to figure out where, you know, where she is and who it was. Yeah. Um, he's just like, I can't discuss the, any details about the patient with anyone who isn't family or anything. So I don't, I don't, I, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's patient confidentiality. I, I'm pretty sure I know her in that I, we and her are involved in, 
I really need to find out something. He says, oh. Because, like... Oh, oh dear. Uh, you said you're, you're involved with her? Y- yeah. I'm pr- pr- like, yeah. I, 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 need, I need to know. Uh, very well. Um, uh, and he calls over a nurse, and he says uh, if he can take you to the room as you walk down the halls. The nurse is very quiet, very somber. She leads you to it, and she opens the door for you, and you go in, and it, this is what is left of Vivian on life support. And she is in a very bad way. They're, they're, it looks like they try to do their best, but it's, right now she's unconscious. A doctor follows in behind you, and he describes what little they know, that she was obviously in a collision. When she was conscious at the scene, when paramedics arrived, they tried to understand what had happened, and she said something about a tall man in maybe some kind of Halloween costume was in the road, blocking the road, and she swerved to miss him, but she just ran herself off the road trying to avoid something that she just described as a a tall man in a strange leather armor. Really didn't make a lot of sense to us, uh, quite frankly. I don't know. Well... I'll give you some time, but if she does survive, I uh, do not expect her to wake. So he leaves. The door closes and you're stuck in this room. Left there and it's just very quiet, but strangely she seems to sense that you're there. Like she she kind of moves her head like almost like in a dream. Her eyes slowly crack open and she's struggling to see you and she she, she thinks that she recognizes you and she's, Adam, Adam... Yeah, yeah, uh, huh, it's me. You're there? I'm glad you're here, and that you're okay. I'm okay, I have the weirdest luck. So, what, what happened? Thing in the road, I, I couldn't. And she passes out. Her head kind of, doesn't necessarily snap, but it just sort of straightens. And her eyes slowly open, but when they open, her eyes are completely black. Oh, that's not good. Hey, um, you thing, you done goofed in the worst possible way. Tell me, how did I goof? Well, let's see, I'm a pretty accomplished buster of ghosts and gods. And you're messing with my lady. That's not a good idea. Also, I don't think this is real. (laughs) I assure you, this is very real. Alright, so what we're going to do here is you're going to show me what's going on for real. And then I'm going to kick your ass. I can see that the thought of losing your precious Vivian disturbs you greatly. Yeah, you know, this is pretty messed up and would disturb me, but I know you haven't got Vivian. You're not fooling me. Also, she's a bit of a badass. She wouldn't be taken down by a chump like you. I did nothing. Or your lackeys, it doesn't matter. You guys don't have nothing. The ability to spare her. You can decide if you don't want her to die here. She's not going to die here. Well, that's up to you. Shall we make a trade? Your life for hers. Hmm. Sure. Why not? 
but I don't think this is real, so you have no leverage. <laughs> oh, it's not my intent to hurt you, Adam, but you will know pain. Oh, no, 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 it's okay. And if, well, you, you seem to be <laughs> willing to call the bluff. So here's what happens. The voice will stop and Vivian goes limp and you start to see the burns on her start to shrink and fade away. And you start to see her arms go into normal, more comfortable positions at her side. But you start to feel very warm and you start to burn and you start to feel the patterns of burn on your face and as it gets beyond uncomfortable it starts to become painful your arm snaps downwards backwards on itself breaking the elbow and your legs start to do the same you feel them you feel them all breaking all like all up and down your legs you have no choice but you just fall to the ground in complete pain and uh, at this point you hear people pounding on the door to get in but the door they just can't seem to get in and they're hearing you scream in agony and you can feel fire crawling up your body and you flail to get around but everything that seemed to be happening to Vivian is now happening to you and it's becoming kind of clear this is this is for real and this this pain is very real to you okay So you are now in the dark. Okay. But I'm home, though, so I feel fine. (laughs) So what would you like to do? Well, uh, I want to call out Mm -hmm. to the other Ghostbusters. I want to be like, uh, Briggs, Wall, Pool, anybody? Nina. And as you would probably expect at this point, you do not get a response. Okay. I clap my hands. You clap, and you do not hear an echo. Okay. So... The soundness, does it, does, do I feel closed in or does it feel like there's a lot of space? It feels very open. Okay. This is reminding you a little bit of the black hole from the phone booth. Mm, okay. You start to hear voices around you. You start to hear the voices of the other Ghostbusters. Okay. And they seem to be in different conversations. Like it's kind of a cacophony of voices. Like just, they're not talking to each other. It's just like all around. And it doesn't sound like they're doing what I'm doing. No. Okay. Um, And uh, as you start to look around, you start to see them almost as if like a spotlight is like on them, but they're still in dark. They're still in blackness, but you can see very clearly them standing there reacting to things and looking at things and speaking to things and, and reacting just like like they're being moved or shoved or they're maybe they're walking somewhere but they're just right there they don't seem to see each other and they do not seem to see you okay so it's almost like a play where they're featuring different characters with a spotlight yeah but all at the same time and you can't really make sense of what's happening because you're only seeing like what they're doing okay from what I'm seeing it doesn't appear that they're going through what I'm going through correct okay at this point you're going to hear a breathing an earthly one that sounded much like the one that welcomed you home. Mom? <laughs> As you look around, you see another light hit 
a figure, and I'm going to give you a flashlight and this picture. Okay, I see this illuminated the same as the other Ghostbusters? Yeah. And what would you, how would you describe this? Well, I'm wondering if with that many eyes he can see me. He's, uh, his head looks like it has pipes coming out of the top of it like an organ or some kind of headdress. And an organ like a, a musical organ, not like, don't be gross. His face is wrinkled and uh, facing upwards towards the points like a, like a turban. But there are eyes out of the folds of it and then a mouth directly below that. Looks like he's got around eight eyes, maybe nine. He's got a pair of shoulders that look like monuments. Uh, exposed ribs, but fewer than I have. And very skinny, like emaciated. Down to a ceremonial robe skirt with a bunch of geometric lines on it all the way down. And he's got two hands raised. One of them's giving me the horns, which I'm into. And the other one <laughs> looks like he's about to form the shocker. Aren't you fascinating? <laughs> yes. You've been touched by a deity of death. You have a great power in you. Thanks, man. You see, your friends are experiencing their own lessons about the nature of but I knew I couldn't fool you, Josh. I think it would be best if we parlay, you and I. I'll, I'll parlay. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> you make light in the face of death. Truly fearless, perhaps then. I will make a bargain. Pick one of your friends to no longer exist on this plane to die. And I will grant you the power you have tenfold. Possibly even powerful enough Hmm. Well, when you said that you would make it so one of my friends no longer existed on this plane, I was pretty stoked, because this plane sucks. (laughs) They would die, of course. What if I didn't do that? I'll kill two of them at random and strip you of your power permanently. Right, so I got like a Sophie's Choice. Okay, okay. You know your friends, and you have some sense of the perils that still lie in wait. I wonder who's the most expendable. Mm. If you're not willing to use it, then you're squandering it. I mean, I've squandered a lot. Can you can you go into detail about how powerful I'll be? 
psychokinetic energies inside of you, you might be able to tear a metaphysical entity asunder with your very thoughts. All of the science you have. I'm going to plug him with my neutrino one. Uh, if you just interrupt him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just going to zap him. Yeah, you zap, and he shatters like a mirror, just like immediately, like mid-sentence. If you turn, he's there yet again. <laughs> As I was saying, all of your science, you would wield that power and more. Give me a second, I need to think. Certainly. Okay, because this is a difficult decision. Hold on, I need to consult one of my devices. Is that okay? Why even trust your device when you could look within? Well, uh, because, you know, that's all I ever do. So, okay, give me a sec. I'm going to pull out the slime grenade. Mm -hmm. I'm going to press the button. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, hey, Google, should I kill one of my friends? And I'm going to drop it at my feet. Okay. The grenade will go off. Yep. And it covers you. And uh, some of it sprays onto everyone else. They don't seem to notice. It seems to have gone through the creature. didn't land on him at all. And he's still there. Okay. Curious. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to do that. You're just going to have to reveal yourself. I have revealed myself to you already. But perhaps you seek greater understanding. Well, yeah, man. All the time. Wonderful. It is my desire above all else to preach the virtues of death. With that, everyone in your given situations that you were in, you black out, and suddenly lights come on, and you find yourselves in what can only be described as a church of death. It, it, it This looks like the inside of a cathedral. It's like the Sedlak ossuary, if it was designed by H.R. Geiger, and Cenobites would pray here if they were the praying type. Oh. Wow, okay. Bones everywhere, very horrific-looking designs, very alien designs, very large, very cavernous. There is an altar, and lining up the where there's no pews, people are sort of just kneeling in rows facing the altar, and it would stand to reason that these people are probably the people that were stuck inside the haunted house. They're all, like, shrouded in, in robes, but you, you can see their heads as they're kneeling and everything and whispering to themselves, but can't really hear what they're saying. As the lights are fading up, you're seeing that you're all standing close to each other, and you're all covered in green slime. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how that happened. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know. Don't hey, know. guys. <laughs> so, do my burns feel better? Yeah, you do. You do feel better. Uh, is you, my legs broken and my arms like? Yeah, I. Them? So I first thing I do is just start patting across my body and. You appear normal. You appear feeling to the feel, whole of yeah, it. You, you feel normal except confused and a little intimidated by the surroundings. What about gear check? Are we armed? Yeah, you are armed. You have everything. Everything that you entered with. 
So I've stopped screaming and I'm not on fire and my leg isn't ripped <laughs> Correct. off. Correct. I okay. take a quick assessment. I can see everybody else, right? Oh, yeah. All, everyone okay. can see everyone. We're all here. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. And I yeah. say, I'm not at a creepy party. Awesome. I say, and to think, I, take I hesitated. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I breathe in deep and I'm like... Oh my god, finally air. So, uh, guys, it was I fake. Just say, I totally knew it was where's fake. Where's Tobin? <laughs> what the Is hell happened okay? to you guys? <laughs> Dude, I caught on fire. You don't have any time to talk about this. It's like you, you're, you're kind of all realizing, like, like I'm, okay, we're all back. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> you're all realizing that you're all back, and you're, you, see, you see the the congregation kneeling towards the altar, and standing at the altar is this fellow, which I'm going to shine a light so that you can see. He ugly. I want to punch him right in the right in the stomach. He's facing us. Yeah, he's he's up on the altar like on the dais or yeah, dais the dais. Yes, dais, yes. Yeah. But now that you're there, um, I think he'll address you. Well, here you are in my chapel of death, where all of the humans who came to this place to worship and exalt and glorify. going to be me. So, since Josh decided to let randomization determine two, everyone's going to have to roll a ghost die. <laughs> uh, okay. Can I just uh, take one for the team? No, this is no. still the best way this could have gone. I mean, you're, you're going to roll a ghost eye anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Right. Piss! <laughs> who got a ghost? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> it's every time! So who got a ghost? Pool and Briggs. Only, and only the two? Yes. Only the yeah. two. Well, that's satisfactory. Well, John, we are going to die like best friends. Y'all, I'm, I'm going to take someone out with me. <laughs> me? And, and according to the deal, which... Josh decided not to choose. Not only would two be chosen at random, but his abilities would also be permanently taken away. He's, I mean, he's a dick. I don't know what to tell Like, guys, I'm sorry if any of you die. But look, <laughs> we have this conversation every time we leave the fire station. <laughs> <laughs> if any of you die, sorry, but, you know, <laughs> nature of the business. That's why we have absurd life insurance policies out on all of us. I have made my choice. He motions uh, up to the altar for both of you to come to the altar. What's our 
distance currently? Maybe 20 feet. Probably I'd, probably a little bit less. I bows on Dartum immediately. Yeah. That That's was, my response to him gonna, asking me to come up there. I was going to shoot from the hip. <laughs> well, then, between the two of you, give me a standard moves roll to see who mo- who actually draws first. Okay. 17. Oh, more than that. <laughs> <laughs> 27. Wow. Damn. You both instinctively reach for your weapons. Pool just happens to draw first because it's the pistol. Like Han Solo, Empire Strikes Back, sees Darth Vader just like. I mean, it's a similar situation, really, as it's beckoning you in and you shoot dead on. And to your surprise, it seems to really damage him and he is down. He collapses onto the dais. <laughs> Resist. You do well to remember, Ghostbusters. Your first breath is the beginning of your He's dead. He, really? As, as he as he goes as he goes limp, oh. his body turns to ash and crumbles. The materia is where his heart would be, and it glows kind of like a black purple look. And he is gone. So, and good job, guys. Nothing pops out of it. Wait. The people in the robes that were seen to be praying all sort of lament, like, "No, what?" And they're confused and they don't understand what's happening. And the bones of this temple just sort of fall away and you find yourselves inside what would look like a, for lack of a better description, it's like a haunted house, but it's flattened. Like you're still standing on top of the debris of like a haunted house. Like the haunted house that was here is just, it's fallen down. All the flats of the walls have just fallen apart like a house of cards. You're all safe. You're all standing on, on solid ground. And the people are just confused as to what's happening. And they're kind of calling out saying, no, come back, please. No, and they, 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 they don't understand. But everything looks normal and the uh, materia is is there glowing nothing nothing pops out of it not until you touch it i believe is the way it goes <sighs> i pick up the materia just as with every druiden that came before it it starts to vibrate and get really warm and then a formless spirit shoots out looks like a class one sort of zipping around a little bit confused now is your chance i'm gonna get him i holster my pistol and say this one's yours briggs um 21 yeah, you got it. You got it in a, in a stream, and you're ready to then do a trap. Twelve and goes. I'd say you got it, but uh, I just say you're kind of realizing this is sort of sort of on rocky ground. So whoever's got a trap is gonna have to roll to throw out a trap accurately. I got it. I got a trap. Which, do we come on this bus with one trap? That's dangerous, guys. Uh, Let's not do that again. I got yeah, climbing gear. Yeah, in a situation like this. Twenty. You can't really roll it because of debris, so you toss the trap. It lands right where it needs to. Opens up. You guys guided in with those rolls, and it just goes in like normal, seal shut, and you're done. Something about that feels off. That Fill was... it up and yeah, seal it shut. So that easy. was a little. Are the easy. people around us I mean, still responding? All freaky now that the entity yeah. is. They're 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 all very confused. Some of them are crying. Slime them. Yeah, you got, get got to hose them, guys. All right, you know yeah. I, won't, I won't make you roll for that. Everyone gets hosed. <laughs> Uh, some of them, some of them go unconscious. Uh, some of them are just, just more confused. But at this point, uh, you can see the fire exits. You can see a way out of here and everything like that. What, what, what would you guys like to do then? Uh, I'm gonna make a phone call. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Go ahead and well uh, done. yeah, if you wanna if you wanna step outside, uh, you can try about making the call. Is there anything else anyone wanted to do? Let's slap this bad boy in the mobile containment unit. That is sure. fresh. I also yeah. have mm -hmm. a phone call I need to make back to the firehouse. Uh -huh. <laughs> we'll, de we'll deal with that, but as far as on the ground here, anything else? No. Let's get the uh, Oh, let's thing. do a PKE and make sure that there's nothing that's still... Uh -huh. mm -hmm. oh, I got anyone to do it. Sure. Anybody else weirded out about how easy and uneventful that was? Yes. Yeah, it's uneventful. Something feels, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> he just, what are you talking about? Off. It just went dark. He showed up and we shot him. No, it, it, no Josh is right there. Something is off. No, his perception of what happened was uneventful. Yeah. True, but like one boat, like one shot from a pistol and a bow's on dart after that. Like, it was a good shot. You know, like that that those last few episodes of Gunga Hogan. Where everyone is in that weird multi-dimensional. You know, shit. nobody listening knows what the fuck you're talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> it's we've got two wrapped up in our own little world. All right, all right. Sorry, sorry. All right, what did, so what did Nina roll? Twenty. Uh, your PK scan shows shows zip. You got it. There's nothing here. Yes. A druiden of nothingness would not be afraid to go to nothingness. Mm. We did him a favor. Yeah. The final warning that he gave was that it's this is nothing compared to what you, you so desperately wanted to cling to this life of, of nothing but pain and misery when you could have just taken an easy exit. Yeah. By all accounts, you've captured it. It is in that trap. You you definitely have I'm, it. I'm down with crying another thousand times before I die. Uh, we'll start with uh, Briggs. Did you want to make a phone call? Yeah, I'll, I'll call to the DM. All right. She answers. I go, hey, how how's things? Oh, they're all right. Happy to hear from you. Uh, are you doing all right? Yeah, we're doing good. We almost got the last one of these uh, ghosts. I was thinking about going for a drive. <laughs> yeah, I was, no, I was don't. gonna pop down to the shop and, uh, and uh, pick up something really quick. Can't you just no? She's not. Uber she doesn't eats. say that. No. Uber eats. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but no, she she sa says everything seems fine there, and she's happy to hear from you. Glad that you actually called for a change. She didn't have to call you. Yeah, I know. It's just feeling a little good. Yeah. You know, okay. second lease on life type thing. She, and she says she misses. Second lease on your life, type of yeah. thing. <laughs> she she says she misses you, and she's still worried about you. So oh, well, good. Know. Hey, we we only got like what, one, one more, one more guys, one more. I, I kind of raised my hand. One more, one more. Another? Probably lots more. Yeah. Okay. Lot lots more. So one more ghost. <laughs> oh, I guess that's good news. Um, please be careful. Oh, you know I will. Pool, you want to make a phone call? Yeah, I'm gonna call the firehouse. Yeah, I answer. Doug I say, Doug, put Tobin on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> This <laughs> is like what? <laughs> what happened? Like what happened at the at the bus? Did everything go okay? Yeah, it's all fine. Uh, how's Ralph? He's in the back, if, uh, and he's quiet. It's, but everything's fine. All right. Uh, we didn't really address him coming out and talking about how hungry he was. So uh, remember how we told Whitewood where that proton pistol was? Yeah, he's he's here with me. Yeah, he needs to have that he does okay he needs to be very aware of we've been ready for hours the, the world is ending and you're telling me we got to be ready i know you're telling me something i already know we're there but we're, we're, do you need anything we're okay but you're you're, you're acting really weird tell me you died no tell, tell me died he didn't die but you did no but you did what are you guys talking about <laughs> <laughs> i mean we're heading north right i think we're heading to castadega we yeah do we want to go to the firehouse swap out anything empty the trap or just head north well, how how far out of the way is the firehouse? At, at regular speed on a regular night, thirty minutes. Okay. okay. Well, we're heading up I four anyway, so it's literally just the difference from I four to Mills, which is not. 
terribly bad at all. Excuse me, after all these nightmares, you want to go on I-4? <laughs> well, the roads are a little clear because of uh, crazy shit's been happening. And we got lights. Yeah, no, we'll be fine. Yeah, I, emergency vehicle. I Survive love my lights. lights are so what's what's the plan? Wait, so you guys, you guys, uh, you guys okay? You seem you seem pretty worried. <laughs> yeah, I we're die. all just sweating, like in, in cold covered sweats. in goo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I keep rubbing my leg and looking at my skin. I pull out a little photo of Tobin that I keep <laughs> in my pocket. <laughs> I really. I really want to drink, but I don't want to drink. <laughs> I'm like, is, is, is any, like, probably no libraries open at this time of night, but I, I need a history book, like, right now. I need to brush up on my U.S. history, like, A-S-A. <laughs> um, I'm pretty worried about Castadega, because we've Let's... never gotten a phone call. We just, re- we just registered, like, a PKE surge there. Like, yeah. we haven't gotten a single phone call. Let's go. But, I, I mean, like based anyways. on Mr. Book, we've put together that it... it I You've mean, narrowed I'm it ge- down. I'm gonna guess this is the palm reading related. Yes. Yeah. Drew it in. By process so, of elimination. Process of elimination and that it's Casadega where all the psychics are anyway. We let the universal people know that it should be taken care of. There's some people inside they need probably to be seen to Psychologically, yeah, yeah, and uh, so where are we going? Casadega, 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 Casadega. Uh, Which vehicle are we in? Does Casadega. it have a we have, we have two vehicles. You were repairing the Ecto One because it was in, in, in yeah. poor condition. You drove it to Universal on its like last legs to be safe in case you needed, like, yeah. just in case there was anything. So yes, you did arrive in the van and in the Ecto Ones, but you know, okay. But if you break down on I four, right. Like we can't afford to. Stop and come and pick let's you back just, up. Let's have the police or somebody tow it back to the firehouse. That's a good and idea. And then sure. we'll just take the van up there. Sure. They'll, they'll arrange for that. So Getting at this point, are all the Druidin in our actual containment unit so far? With the exception of the one you just busted. Okay. And are we have all the material with us? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Okay. Are they acting weird when they're in close proximity still? When they're in close proximity, they just glow, and that's it. Okay. What color is this one? Black. Blackish, purplish. Yeah. Very dark black. There's no way I'm getting Knights of the Round from that one. Mm-hmm. So we're on the road to Casadega? Yeah, let's go. I will drive very fast, but simply. I will drive very fast. Okay. Very fast. Can I check in with Bitchface and see how... Didn't we tell her to try and get a team together to go clear Mims... Or, um, the zombies out Bithlo, of like, the Mims and Bithlo. Bithlo and Christmas. Mm-hmm. The Grey Squadron found 12 zombies roaming the highway and exterminated them. We've incinerated the bodies just to be safe. Local law enforcement confirmed no further sightings. Okay, I tell her, I understand it's been an emotional night for all of us. And uh, once we get this cleared up, I'm willing to sit down and talk with you about this Ralph situation. Thank you. That actually means a lot. Let me know if there's anything else I can do to help. Okay. If we think of something, we'll reach out. Cool. That's All right. That's I think be. we're calling it for there then. Yes. Neat. Yeah. I, w- I was glad that my experience was so mild. I was like, oh, everybody else is doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't. I, <laughs> I was having a real bad time. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Ghostbusters Resurrection. If you found our services satisfactory, please consider telling a friend, or you can rate and review us on iTunes. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other nerdy show programs alive. 
If you value our world-class ghost removal services, please consider supporting the Nerdy Show Network on Patreon. Get exclusive bonus GBR content like early episode releases, outtakes, and behind-the-scenes discussions. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. If you'd like to run your own Ghostbusters role-playing game, franchising opportunities are available now. Head over to gbrpg.com for more information. We're available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, on Twitter at gbresurrection, as well as Facebook and Tumblr. If you'd like to report a spook, specter, or ghost, you can leave us a voicemail at 321-209-2020. We're ready to believe you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, is this the Central Florida Ghostbusters? My name is Josh Roy. I'm one of the junior busters in Arizona. Uh, we got a call from one of our apartments saying that their kids' animated show characters are literally popping out of the screen. We have no idea what to do, so if we could get one of your guys to get over here, and if you can help us, that would be great. And that would be really thoughtful, and thank you for helping us. Well. Have a good day. Hey, there's this big seven-foot-tall dude in here. And I think he's a ghost. And that's the reason I'm calling Ghostbusters, and I'm drunk. I'm about to go home. Thank you for your time. Don't eat McDonald's. Hey, folks, this is Doug. Thanks for joining us on these weekly releases continuing Season 3, Fear Itself. These episodes were first released via the Omniverse Nerdy Show Network Patreon. And as soon as we've got finished shows, they go straight to our supporters. And that'll be the case until this season is wrapped. Patrons will get them first, and as soon as we have enough to either do another event release like this, or a regularly scheduled release, we'll release the new episodes publicly. If you want to get in on that action and support us, head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow to chip in. And don't forget... We've now got t-shirts, perfect for accenting a half-zipped flight suit or being casually spooky any day of the year. Head to nerdyshow.com slash gbshirts to be directed to our Tee Public store where you'll find our Goo Man Group shirts, commemorating the team's European tour, a haunting Druden illustration, and of course, no fangs. Thanks again for all the love in our off-season, and please don't hesitate to reach out. In the meantime, stay fit, keep sharp, and make good decisions.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.